it's it's the final Friday of uh, the year 2023, and we'll talk about some of that stuff uh, a little later on. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We also have a situation here in the studio, which, James, I'm going to handle later on on the air. We Sometimes you got to deal with stuff on the air to make things happen, man. you got to use the big bullhorn. And we're going to talk about something on the air <laughs> later on. <laughs> Especially when I run out of other crap to talk about. We'll, we'll put that on there. It is interesting, though. Uh, and it, it, you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, but first, let's get to the first annoying thing. Sheena Bellows. Who in the hell is Sheena Bellows? Uh, I was watching Kaylee uh, McKennany last night. She was uh, on for Laura Ingram. Boy, that's that's patriarchal. Getting a chick to sit in for a chick. Anyway, I guess that's anti-patriarchal. Um, and and she brought up Sheena Bellows. Sheena Bellows, and I, I'm pretty sure that's how I'm pronouncing it, or I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's spelled Shenna. It is Shenna. Is it Shenna? Yes. It's not Sheena, like Easton. No. <laughs> Shanna Bellows. She should be so exotic. She, yeah, she's not very exotic. She's fair. She's a fairly predictable human being, based upon what we the little we know about her. And prior to yesterday, we didn't know anything about her. And that was Kaylee's point last night. A lot. It's like uh, Letitia James. A lot of these people who are going after Trump in whatever official regard they're able to are only doing that. Yes, genuinely, they don't want him back in office. They know the storm clouds are, are going to return to their world if uh, if Donald Trump gets back into the Oval Office. So, yeah, then there's some serious and unreasonable Donald Trump hatred out there, sure. But a lot of folks who are who are trying to take him down legally from their official positions, like Shanna Bellows, uh, are doing that to puff up their own egos. Look at me. They're, they're looking for their place in history, baby. They're looking for their their page in the history books. They all want to be the person who took down Donald Trump. And so yesterday, Shenna Bellows, <laughs> uh, she, uh, as the Secretary of State of, the, uh, of, Mass- of uh, Maine, rather, uh, she removed Donald Trump from the ballot, arguing, as they did in Colorado at the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court level, that the 14th Amendment uh, you know, bans him from, uh, from being in the Oval Office. He's not eligible. He's not eligible because uh, he's an insurrectionist. He's a rebel. He's dangerous. And again, we, as Kaylee pointed out, nobody knew anything about this chick uh, before yesterday. And she was on all the, 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 big, you know, the big chunky news channels, the big liberal pukish propaganda machines, CNN, MSN. She's being interviewed left and right. She's got a big stupid grin on her face. Like, this is the best day ever. What a Christmas I'm having, man. I get my page in the history books and I'm going to take down Donald Trump myself. All by myself. There's a picture rotating uh, through the news cycle of her snuggling up next to Joe Biden. I She is, uh, let's see, former executive director of the ACLU. I believe she, she ran for uh, she ran she, for Senate. She ran for Senate. That's what I was going to say. She ran for Senate. Got trounced by Susan Collins. She did, but yeah. didn't, didn't she run on the idea of prosecuting Donald Trump uh, for January 6th? Not in 2014. Not in two. Oh, I guess it wouldn't. Well, it's impossible, right? But then she she ran for state. She was a state senator, right? For for a 
couple of terms up there as well. Right. But she's not a Trump. She hasn't classically been a Trump fan. And the, well, far from it. The implic- <laughs> right. The implication being that this is as politically motivated as Letitia James, uh, who in her political life and professional life uh, had talked about taking down Donald Trump. So if you're if you're watching this, and you you're you know you're woke to the matrix as I call it now, which would be you know the what's going on in the country with uh, entire agencies of the government, the federal government, and this administration being weaponized against a, a political candidate, uh, an American citizen. You you know what's going on with this thing in Maine. Uh, yeah, whether it stands up legally, I don't know. The, the the Colorado ruling by the state Supreme Court is already imploding. So I, you know, w- whether this has... Yeah, and this is where, again, I think a lot of the ego trip comes into it. Because she's got to know this doesn't have a chance of standing up anywhere beyond her. In fact, it's not in, in effect, as I understand it, uh, because it's already been appealed. Uh, so pending the appeal, it can't even be enacted. So I, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, yeah, it's an ego trip for her. Again, she's got to know there's no real chance of this working. But again, if the overall game is to just take him down, uh, and they start the states start loading him up with this stuff on top of all the other cases he's having to handle, and uh, you know, got what Super Tuesday, you got all these uh, these. Uh, points in the uh, election season that are extremely important to the outcome in, in very important states, and Donald Trump is fighting an avalanche of, of legal nonsense. Now he's got to appeal even getting on the ballot. And that's not even bringing up the idea that, hey, you know, if you're in Maine, I guess, you know, and you're a Trump supporter or you're merely a conservative, you just don't matter. You have no. You're invisible. If this stuff were to act, you know go actual and and actually pass and and have its intended impact, entire you know legions of people in these states just went invisible. They just went silent because just, you just don't matter, man. <laughs> what matters is keeping Orange Man out of the Oval Office. That's it. And you look at this Shenna Bellows and this, again, this really just satisfied, you know, satisfied smile on her face about just how great life is. And look at me, look what I'm doing. You think that person, in, in their minds, they, they justify this crap uh, on the idea that the ends justify the means. And Trump is just so very freaking bad that we got to do whatever we got to do to keep him out of office. And then they swaddle that sanctimonious crap, and we're protecting democracy. We're protecting democracy by destroying democracy. We're protecting democracy somehow by silencing potentially millions of Americans uh, across the country in these states and, and who they want to vote for. You know, I mean, it's, it's y- y- you and I know what's going on. They've convinced themselves in their, uh, their arrogance that this is the right thing to do. But we know. Everybody knows. So in my entertainment of Facebook fights. <laughs> Did you do it again? Oh, yes. See how you are? <clears throat> now the liberals are saying this is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. What? That's what the liberals are now saying. Oh, I... now they're about states' rights. Yes. Now the liberals are saying, no, this God. is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Oh, God. They, you know... 
<laughs> you didn't expect where have me you to been, say well, that. Well, where have you been hearing that line? You've been hearing that from conservatives for, you know, about 10, 15 years. Yeah, keep going. No, it's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Yeah, it's not. It's a democracy. Now, all of a sudden, it's not a democracy. You people suck, man. You're a bunch of dumbasses. You know, really. What a bunch of stooges. That's really the line now. They've rejected that claim. How many times have you heard, oh, the Constitution was written by a bunch of old, rich, white guys? You know, back in olden times, this stuff doesn't have any relevance today. When they want to talk about guns, right? It's, it's so outdated, the Constitution. Now they're all about the Constitution. Now they're all about the Constitutional Republic. What a bunch of crap, man. Ugh. 210-599-5555. Do you understand now why when I'm off, I don't listen to the radio, I don't watch the news, I, I just disconnect, man? Because you know what? A steady diet of this stuff, you'll choke on the bull crap. You really will. 210-599-5555. 16 minutes after 5. Yeah, and we're back 18 minutes after 5 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. You got me all morning. All, all morning. Uh, 210-599-5555. I'm slightly over-caffeinated. James is, you know, we, we, I want to talk about this on the air because this this is fascinating. It's fascinating. You also got lazy mouth. Two days in a row. Two days in a row, James has come into this studio. Well, his studio. We're separated by a pane of glass. And you have a small studio. It's not a very big area. No, not really. You have a chair in there. There's a chair in there where the producer sits and runs the knobs and deals with the funny lights and all that stuff. Yeah, Don Cooper uses this studio, you know. Yeah. Two days in a row, that chair has been moved out of that studio and into a lane studio over here to my right. And I don't see the reason why it needs to be moved at all. Today, we found the chair in a lane studio, and it had a folded piece of white paper on it. But With there was nothing written there was on the nothing paper. There was nothing on the paper. Because I thought, well, something must have happened. This note surely will tell me why this chair is in the wrong studio. I thought the same thing, Sean. And yet, it was a blank page. It was just a blank piece of paper. Something's amiss. Who keeps moving your damn chair? And what's with the piece of paper that, well, that had nothing, nothing on it? I mean, if it's a ransom notice, I, I can't. Hey, you pay. want your chair back in the studio? Yeah, you'll buy me a taco. No, but I can't even do that. We There's don't know. It's a mis- Don, it's a mystery. We have no idea why yeah, this chair is moved. Someone's playing head games with you. Someone's playing mind games, man. Yeah, that's what I think is going on. Mind you know games. How this business is? People are weird psychologically. <laughs> People don't accept that, but all the people you listen to on the radio are weird psychologically. Yeah. Me too. But we, it doesn't explain why James's chair keeps getting moved two days in a row. I mean, there's plenty of chairs all over this building. Why there are. There are lots does... of chairs, and they all have wheels. Yeah. I mean, there's five in your studio. Yes. You know, they don't move those. No, they don't. And That's, yet your chair specifically has been moved two days in a row. I know exactly what it is. What? Jealousy. It's. I was thinking the cleaning lady, so she could vacuum. Oh, okay. Never mind. Jealousy. <laughs> no, let, no let's, let's explore the jealousy thing. I'm going to go Dr. Phil on you. I want to talk about what you just said, jealousy. Stop being a victim. 
You're now you're claiming jealousy. That implies spite on somebody else's part that you work with. Yes. That's the worst Dr. Phil accent I've ever done in my life. So what what do you mean by jealousy? Well, you know, I'm I'm all talent. So <laughs> somebody, somebody just wants to mess with you. Yeah, because they're not as talented. Well, that reduces our list of of possible <laughs> yeah, it does. suspects to only the technical producers in this building. I don't know. I, I just I'm going to say jealousy is why someone's messing with me. What are you? What are you implying? It might be pleasure. It could be James Pleasure. He's such a nice guy, but that can be a facade. And yeah, I, but you know he's sneaky though. He's sneaky. Well, he's I've, not going to get any more tacos. Yeah. Well. Pledger, James Pledger of the Sports Star, he, he's been working here since he was in utero. So he, he's, he knows this building inside and out. Well, he never goes home. He never goes day. home. He actually lives here. Yeah. His wardrobe takes up the entire Alamo Lounge. That's why we don't do any functions there anymore. <laughs> right. And closet. He's, he's jealous of you and your, your raw talent. And Indis- so I'm not I, I mess with say, I'll show him. I'll, I would say indisputable raw talent. Yes, I, I concur. Right. Incomparable. <laughs> Incomparable. <laughs> Global. I'm an idiot. There's only three or four guys in the world that can do what James does. And, and he's one of them. And, and, yeah. and so James is, James is like, he's such, he puts out this facade of being a really, really nice guy. Remember, what was that Richard Gere movie with Edward J. Norton, or Edward Norton, where he kind of plays just a kind of an affable redneck who's kind of slow? And then you find out he's the murderer, and he has a split personality. You know what I mean? I'll kill you. You know that's maybe that's pleasure. Like he he shows us this really nice face, and he's just you know just a unrelentingly nice dude. He really is. Yeah. But secretly, I'm going to move his chair. I mess with him. I hate him. Oh hey hey dude, how you doing, bro? How's your day going? I love you, man. You know, see hug. what I'm saying. Oh, I'm going to move his chair when he's not looking. Phil, I've no place to sit. Well, I'm going to cut his rate for babysitting Bex, and he's going to get paid less. Oh. What if it's not Pledger? You're, you're prosecuting an That's true. Man. Pledge, has, Pledge has access to Jimmy's home. He oh, does. that's right. Yeah, he has a code and everything. Yeah, wow. Oh, he's working from the inside. Well, this, <laughs> this aggression will not stand. Your chairs will start moving around at <laughs> home. Talent isn't happy. You start going home, and your chairs will be moved. I'm going to get a, a little bike lock and just <laughs> lock the chair somewhere so it can't be out of the studio. Nah, why don't you get yourself some cameras? Just get yourself some cameras and put some cameras there. Hook them up to your phone. Oh, a little Put some ring. cameras in the studio. Get a ring camera in the studio there. Yeah. And we can find out who the guilty party is. All I know is the uh, ransom note with nothing written on it. Uh, it was a little creepy. I kind of appreciated that. It was sort of like, oh, uh, now what do I do? What if tomorrow you, or Monday, Tuesday you come in? There's like a headless chicken on your on your chair, and it's like down the hall. Then there better be fajitas in the <laughs> microwave. <laughs> no, hombre, let's go. <laughs> now, this is fascinating. What is this? The, the, the state of Maine up in here? Oh my god! I can't have my own chair that I want. You, people just take it away like a vote for Trump. It's what it, it's a MAGA thing. People, somebody in this building thinks you're MAGA. And so they just want to mess with you, like they want to mess with Trump. They just want to mess with your chair, keep moving it further and further away every morning. Make right. America gringo again? Is that the MAGA? Yeah, we're going to make we're going to make America sit again <laughs> on the floor because you got no chair. Anyway, two one zero 
Is that like, is that, cause you were pretty annoyed this morning. Is that like a pet peeve of yours? Like people messing with your stuff like that? No, I was already in a mood. You were just in a mood already. And then, yeah, the, he's, and then he's the, been in a mood. Oh, has he? It yeah. happens. I mean, it happens. All right. People just have bad days, hours. Oh, yeah. And it was the second day in a row. And I was like, oh, good Lord. Jeez. He was. He sounded yeah. like Archie Bunker. Jeez. I almost went full Where's Scott. Where's my chair? Where's my chair? Oh, Eat it. I almost went full Scott Robbins. <laughs> Gosh dang. Good <laughs> grief. I somebody can't took, believe this. Somebody took my chair again. Gosh dang. Never go full Scott Robbins. Never. No. <laughs> He's scary when he gets angry, man. He really is. Man. I love that dude. I do, too. 2105. No, we're just talking. We're just hanging out. I've seen Robbins get so angry that the hat goes blowing right off his head. Yeah. Ball cap just shoots right up into the sky. You hear it's amazing. That, you hear that train whistle out of his ears like in the old cartoons. Yeah. Anyway, 21055. We got nothing else. This is as good as the show is going to get today. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could talk about the news. I, uh, I, I did see this story, uh, this a few days ago, but in Austin, Texas... A dude working at a Tesla factory, did you guys see this, was attacked by a freaking robot. Yeah. It, ter- it went Terminator on the guy. It pinned him up against, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, an aluminum factory. They do something with aluminum. And the robot pinned this guy against the wall and dug its fingers into his back. And then he basically escaped by jumping down some kind of refuse chute or something. He was attacked by a robot, man. <laughs> when the rope, and that's a robot that can't think. Okay, this is pre AI. This is just an ordinary robot, and it turned on the dude. When you get artificial intelligence involved, and maybe the robots start having moods like James when he walked in here today. Bacon, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> I want bacon. You know, and then suddenly it's ripping your heart out of your chest like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but okay, we have to. The guy reported back to work like in a day or two. Well, I, but you know, yeah. he's a he's a he's a devoted worker. I know, but the, I love the. But he was headline. still attacked by a robot. The headline is the, a trail of blood. A trail of blood. It threw his ass down. Remember when Luke and Leia and Han went down that garbage chute? I imagine it's something like that. Guy had to slide down a garbage chute, trailing blood because he'd just been attacked by a robot. Yeah, but the robot brought in breakfast tacos the next day. Oh, see how you are. Good. We cool, bro. <laughs> Point Rima. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't either. <laughs> we cool, bro. <laughs> you want chips? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's damn it. It's Sean, that was funny. It's Sean oh, on News Talk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Friday. Hi, I'm Sean. Trey's off this week. He'll be back on Tuesday. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, this Man, this, uh, this case of uh, these two young people shot in the car there. Uh, in my neck of the woods, actually, the northwest side is it, 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 McManus's word was perplexing. It surely is, and tragic and horrible. Savannah Soto and Matthew Guerra uh, were found 
down by the medical center and some of those apartments. And boy, that's not a great part of town. And both shots in the back of the head, as I'm understanding it. Um, and again, yeah, McManus called this case, and you've heard Don Morgan, you know, reporting on this perplexing and complex. And the latest development is we have this video now, the security camera footage that is all over the place, and the PD put out where you you have this uh, what is the car? It's an opt a Kia Optima. Silver car, uh, you know, that they were found in. There's a, there's a black pickup trunk that pulls up, and this car pulls up. And you have to really watch it really close. Somebody gets, somebody gets out of the truck, and somebody sort of steps out of the driver's side of the, of the, of the Optima, and it's not <laughs> Matthew Guerra. And uh, I guess they were found. He was in the back seat. She was in the front seat, I believe. And there was a. She was nine months pregnant. She was supposed to be induced, uh, I believe, last Saturday, which is why you know people started wondering because she didn't didn't show up, and she had a baby seat on top of her. There's very little information, and the chief is being very careful about what he puts out there and what he doesn't, as they investigate. But apparently, they were both shot in the back of the head. Behind the ear, behind the right ear, which is pretty standard execution stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle it, but I mean, we, it, it again perplexing, and I, you know, we don't know. I mean, again, I I roll through Leon Valley every day of my life uh, to and from work, and uh, yeah, spent a lot of time down there in the medical center area. That's where the Danny K Drive. This is that's where. Right, James, that's that, those, that neighborhood where all the streets are named after, like, old celebrities. It's kind of weird. Oh, up there. You know what up, I mean? Yes. Okay, I know. Danny K. Drive is, you know, connected to this. This is where these apartments are. Well, I think the perplexing part is why he was sitting in the back seat and she was in yeah. the front seat. If they were well, I together th- as a couple, that's one. That's one. A lot of people are saying... Uh, because there's a lot of buzz online about this and social media. Uh, and I think the grandmother was saying that she just was, she feels she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? And couldn't, they couldn't leave any witnesses or something like that. She doesn't know. None of us know. Yeah. They're, it, they're not releasing, uh, if they said it was the same gun. Right. Oh, is, I get you. That's that's where I'm because to hit them both behind the right ear, and if he's sitting in the back seat, that means his right ear. If he's sitting behind her, someone could be sitting in the back seat and pop them both in the right. Right. But if he's sitting on the passenger side behind her, right. That's that's where this is getting. I think the yeah. uh, CSI perplexing stuff. And, you know, and I guess the big question is, is like some sort of gang thing that went wrong or some kind of deal that went wrong or is this personal in some way? Yeah, and that's where I'm wondering about, is it the same gun, the same I, bullet size? I, it, it, it almost seems too sloppy to be a gang thing. I mean, I, you know what I mean? They had to have known that there's going to be cameras all over the place. Well, these gang members haven't been asked to be on Jeopardy. They're not that bright. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I'm not going to agree or disagree because they scare me. Um, <laughs> it is weird. And, and 
the fact that you're talking about a woman as young as her and she was nine months pregnant. She was, you know, about to be induced. It's just hard to wrap your mind around somebody doing that to an 18-year-old pregnant woman. So I don't know. It, it's gone national. Uh, once again, San Antonio makes the national headlines for a not good reason, and uh, a lot of eyes are on this case. So you know how this works. There's, I'm not saying that the the police don't you know investigate just as hard or just as uh, fully when there's not a lot of eyes on the case, because I, I support the blue in that regard. They they do this every day, but you know there is an additional layer of pressure when you have national eyes on the story. And this story has gone national because she was a nine-month pregnant 18-year-old woman. Did they say if she was behind the wheel of the car or in the I think, passenger? I think she was in the driver's seat. I, I, I'm not sure. I know, but that's... There's a lot of information floating around that's not... It's sparse and contradictory, so I don't know. That would be awkward to be the father of the kid and having, making the mother drive to the appointment to induce. Wouldn't you let her sit in the passenger seat? And uh, yeah, you, you, would, you would assume, yeah. If you're a gentleman? Yeah, you, would, you would assume a lot of stuff about this. I, I The only prediction I'll make is that I believe they will solve it. Yeah, and, and I, would, I will submit to you they'll solve it fairly quickly. Uh, but it just breaks your heart, man. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So anyway, if you the video's out there, and I know uh, Don posted a story about this earlier. Uh, if you want to, uh, it's online. The chief uh, chief had another uh, press conference, brief press conference, I believe, yesterday, and then they released this video. And of course, they're asking anybody with information to call them up. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh yeah. Also, illegal immigration is now irregular migration. We we were going off yesterday on this trip to Mexico City with Blinken and Mayorkas, two of the most ineffectual, mundane, mediocre, unimpressive, completely political yahoos to ever occupy the offices they hold. One Homeland Security, the other your Secretary of State, and they're hanging out with Obrador in uh, in Mexico. And I laid out yesterday what they what they discussed. Because we need regional solutions to the border crisis. And I think I got this right. Uh, they want more. The president of Mexico says that the U.S. needs to pump more cash into the economies of all these countries where the people are coming or fleeing from to go to America. More money. They need to open up some temporarily closed crossings, including a couple of rail crossings. To stem the tide of illegal immigration, that's what they need to do. Open more crossings. So give us money, open more crossings. Oh, and we need to get this word. It's hard to even say. Regularize the migrants that are already here. See, they're not engaged in illegal immigration. They're engaged in irregular migration. This is not regular, the way they're coming in. It's irregular. And the president of Mexico, uh, and at least on the face of it, it looks like Blinken and Mayorkas agreed, thinks that the third way to uh, end the uh, illegal immigration crisis at the southern border of this country 
is to, well, give amnesty to the people who are here. But that's not amnesty, dude. It's, it's, we need to regularize them in the system. I just did a search Google. Regu- yes. Regularize. Regularize. And the example they give is immigrants applying to regularize their status as residents. That's the first thing that comes up on the Google search. Nobody says regularize. And why is it It's difficult to say. They've already got the damn definition using immigrants. <laughs> they couldn't regularize uh, a mice <laughs> eating cheese. It's already defined as immigrants. Right, right. Well, that that's what Democrats do when they're, you know, screwing up really really badly. They make it better by renaming the problem. This is an illegal immigration involving human trafficking. Drug uh, drugs coming across the border. Bad guys setting up camp here on the on the American side of the border. No, th- this is merely irregular. Tens of thousands of people flowing into this country every single day. It's just a little irregular. Like if I eat chocolate right before I go to bed, I may wake up the next morning feeling somewhat irregular. It's kind of like that. That's give them all amnesty. That's how you make the problem go away. You don't make the people go away. The millions of people who are now here, all right? You solve the problem by erasing the problem. You solve the well, they're here illegally. Let's just I don't know, crap, make them legal. Problem solved. Oh, that's a great idea. Then they can all vote Democrat, right? 2105995555. We'll have a look at Dracula with a forecast coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Claudine Gay, uh, the president, still sitting president of what, Harvard? Or she's still the president. Just saw her on TV. And? She looks like RuPaul. Is that not Ru? Could she secretly be RuPaul? I think RuPaul might be prettier when he's in drag. I, I concur. Uh, speaking of college professors at the University of Wisconsin, you know, you betcha. The Wisconsin State Journal, you know, UFTA, they reported on one of their professors, a chancellor at the University of Wisconsin, Joe Gao, who was a tenured idiot. He was the longest tenured chancellor in the school's history. And was he's been there for 17 years. He was planning to retire soon. And uh, then people, I guess somebody started noticing on, uh, I think, his Facebook page. Sex, the little segments that he and his wife had filmed, actually on Twitter. Actually on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, he and his wife were doing a series of videos called Sexy Healthy Cooking. And while they're sexily cooking stuff... They're directing people to their loyal fans and OnlyFans pages because apparently this guy who's about to retire and his wife have been making sex videos. Porn. Homemade porn. And so he, they, they looked into this and they felt that that was not worthy of the University of Wisconsin standards of conduct. And even though he's tenured, uh, they fired his ass. So that's a lawsuit coming, right? Well, yeah, they're arguing free speech. He and his wife making pornos is is their free speech. And uh, uh, I just think it's funny. Okay, you can get fired for making dirty movies with your wife. 
but you can't get fired for calling for the extermination of the Jews. <laughs> well, condoning. If you're the right skin yeah. color and, you know, and got all the boxes checked. So they do sexy cooking? They do sexy little cooking videos. I haven't seen any of this stuff. I haven't looked it up. Because I think my wife checks as my search history. So I... Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. So I, uh, I I don't know what... But they're little videos where I guess his wife is hot. I don't know. And, and, and they're cooking. And Hey, check out our OnlyFans page. Wow. And on the OnlyFans page, they have actual explicit... They, they have also published books about their life in the adult industry. Oh, so they're co- fully committed. They're porn people. They're, they're committed. They make porn. Uh, but they are arguing uh, for their First Amendment freedom to create content that explores consensual adult sexuality. And uh, this they're going at it as a free speech thing. I'm just, you know, hey, if you want to make porn, that's great. But if you're the basically the president of a major university, hey, dude, people are going to find out. <laughs> at least, you know, put people- a... Put a Zorro mask on or something. Put a mask on, dude. Put one of those wrestler masks on. Something. I know it'd be kind of icky looking, but... Sexy luchador. Sexy luchador. I'm just, you know, you don't... I hope you're not surprised that people know about this. And it's apparently a hell of a revenue stream. A lot of people do it. I've talked about doing videos of my feet and putting it on OnlyFans for, for all the feet weirdos out there. I bet I'd make a lot of money. Just showing my damn feet, and my feet are horrible. That they look like, like a, Velociraptor talons. But that's a niche. I mean, it's a niche. Yeah, you would do very well, and you don't have to show your face. Because I was thinking about, you know, hey, we're a little tight. You know, get my wife through college and stuff. You know, and uh, I was thinking about the other day. You know, this oldie fans thing. No, that wouldn't go well. <laughs> I like how there's loyal fans. And only fans. Loyal fans, I guess, you know. It's the same get thing. The, get the R-rated stuff, and then you go to OnlyFans maybe to get the really explicit stuff. Yeah, because the loyal fan sounds uh, much nicer than OnlyFans because we know what OnlyFans is. Yes. Yeah. I just think it's funny that this guy is a chancellor of a, of a major university, but yet he was, and, and I'm not begrudging anybody making money off of, you know, doing whatever you want to do. As long as it's not like selling drugs to kids or, you know, trafficking or anything like that. But, you know, this guy's, in other words, he's the president of a major university. So we assume he's fairly smart, right? We assume he's a a fairly smart dude if he's basically running the University of Wisconsin, right? And yet this very smart guy, (laughs) he and his wife dove into the porn industry. I mean, if they've written books about their life in the adult world. They're not newbies. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They're not writing a book about their first and only day on set. So what did he think? They were going to be happy about it at the university? Did they think they were, he was going to be happy? They were going to be happy about it at his job? Because he's what is it with the educational people, too? You see teachers who get involved. I know teachers don't make a lot of money. But how many teachers, like really hot teachers, have we read stories about over the past couple of years, who had their OnlyFans page going, and they got fired. What is it with you people in education that you're into the porno thing? I'm just wondering. Is it that boring of a life, or are you just that broke? I don't know. All I'm saying 
Is that, you know, it, whether you're a high school teacher or you're the chancellor of a university, you, you certainly should be smart enough to know that if you're making porno, people are going to find out. <laughs> it's not going to be some, you know, some secret second life you're, you're living, and I'm sure that's part of the allure. The only reason I would start doing porn, James, is then people would absolutely leave me alone. You know what I mean? If I really wanted to isolate myself, (laughs) I would disgust and horrify people by going in that direction. At least four teachers in high school have quit their job or been fired and are making a million dollars on OnlyFans this year alone that that, that I'm seeing. That's the thing. They make crap loads of money, right? They do a video every other day or whatever the hell, you know. I'm sure they got they want to provide fresh content. Because no matter what you're doing, that's always the push. We need fresh content. But really, you're just, you know, swinging around in front of a camera at home. You post that stuff, and they make crap loads of money off this. So if you're working in, in education and you're, you know, you're, your salary is kind of paltry or whatever, I can get it. Just don't think that nobody's going to find out. That's all. Here's Michelle. Michelle, how are you? Hi, fine. I'd just like to know how come we have these two uh, centers, you know, for the immigrations, and both centers are not zoned for that, and yet they're allowed to stay there and not find, or is it because Ron has made this a sanctuary city and he can get away with it? The second thing, I believe, is the true thing. We, 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 there are, yeah. There's a state law. We are not supposed to act like a sanctuary city, and yet acting like a sanctuary we city, do. we are. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't believe any of this is legal myself, but it doesn't seem so like they care downtown. What's that? Why don't we get, co-com- why don't we get co-compliance out there to the two uh, centers, one on Macoma, one on San Pedro, which is ruining both areas. Oh, yeah. Because they don't stay there. They walk around, and pretty soon they leave there. Look at the corners. Well, and that sucks. That's a great, that used to be a great neighborhood, and that's where the Oblate is, and I used yeah. to go there a lot. And sure I, I hear this from people who live there. The, the neighborhood has just been ruined. You got yeah. gangs of young men getting off buses, just living on the streets and oh, roaming no, around. With their families, they're with families. You know, they're with families. Well, a lot of them are just single yeah. dudes. I went down there a few, uh, yeah, a couple of months ago, and I just saw a bunch of dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, why can't if uh, Abbott has said that we can arrest them, the the plus sheriff? Why can't they arrest the people that are coming across the border? cross the river illegally, why can't they arrest them then, put them on a bus, and send them directly back to Mexico? Well, that's what we should be doing. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's been allowed to continue and grow and evolve and blossom and bloom. It's, it's beyond all capacity at this point to do better that. Than, it's better than just I, relief. I agree, but and again, Michelle, I got to run. But uh, you know, when you when you have the federal government working against you in this regard at every step, there's only so much a, a governor can do. And technically, we can't enforce the law that Abbott passed until March of next year. Oh, right, right. So we have to wait. We have to wait. Uh, yeah, because he is all, he, the law authorizes these folks to be arrested. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is the last Friday of 2023, so we'll try to have some fun. 
uh, throughout the morning and also talk about uh, the newest. Uh, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I, I just glanced up and saw the number for December. Uh, irregular migrants, as we're now calling them. 25,000 in December alone. And these are the people we encountered. These are not the people that slipped on by and just went wherever these went. You know, we don't know. So 25,000 we encountered. And as I told you at the beginning of last hour, uh, and th- th- this is how you know that most people uh, who, who go along with this stuff are absolutely full of crap on their thoughts concerning illegal immigration. They keep renaming it. And that, that's been going on as far back as I can remember, right? When I was growing up, it was illegal aliens. You were an illegal alien. Phil Collins wrote a song about it. <laughs> and then uh, at some point they became undocumented. They merely are without their papers. Made it a little easier to hear, right? A little softer on the ears. Don't want to demonize people who are breaking the law. Uh, and at some point, they, they went from being uh, illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants. Then they became, and this is recent, right? They became, they're migrants. They're merely, they're like geese. They're like snow geese. They're just, they're merely migrating. They're migrants. And uh, now, because illegal just, it's such an ugly sounding word. Even undocumented, I guess, sounds bad. According to Anthony Blinken, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the president of Mexico, uh, President Obrador, uh, now the proper term is irreg- it's irregular migration. And they're, they're, they're merely, we just got to get them regular. And I, I know I'm talking about this a lot this morning, but I, I think you're going to see a lot of movement on this. Uh, over the next few months, because uh, ultimately, obviously, the goal is to yeah give them amnesty, make them regular, because regular people can vote, which I think ultimately is the goal. I think this is I think they're going to handle it because more and more Democrats are screaming about illegal immigration. I'm sorry, irregular immigration. More and more mayors of cities, liberal mayors, are cut, you know coming out and screaming they need more federal dollars. They need more, fe- they need more money, man, because it's a humanitarian crisis in New York. It is funny when you hear the because Eric Adams has gone off on that. I'm trying to think of some of the other mayors uh, of major cities that are Chicago. We need more federal money. This is horrible. This is unfair. This is heartless. This is inhumane. And so they're suddenly realizing that their sanctuary city status isn't very cool. And they have to acknowledge that their cities are going to hell because of all the migrants that are showing up. Most of whom largely are homeless. And, and, and you know, again, the, the big uh, argument is that, well, it's Republicans in Congress that are holding us back. And so they're just dumping these people here. We need more federal dollars to fight this problem. Okay, coupled with that is the implication that, well, all these towns along the borders or along the border and all these towns that are being decimated by this, people's lives being ruined, you know, and all the nastiness that comes with illegal immigration and cartel sponsorship and all that stuff, trafficking, fentanyl. 
The fact that it's been going on for three years and destroying entire communities for three years is irrelevant. That's not important. Those people all vote for Trump anyway. Oh, my God. Holy crap. We've got 8,000 people here in New York. You know, it's killing New York. Now we've got to do something. It's, it's shrill. It's bizarre. It's pathetic. It's hypocritical at, at the very least. Uh, so there we go. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on talking about that, uh, this uh, coming right out of the break here. But, yeah, we have a new caravan. It's making its way through Mexico, 8,000 people. And, uh, I, I, again, not to bum me out, but I, I, as I've been saying over and over and over again, yeah, I want Trump. I desperately want Trump back in the Oval Office. I am that guy. I'm right there with Tucker. I want him back. You know, I, I'm not I'm not Havsies on DeSantis or anybody else. I'm I'm you know I'm a Trump fan, I'm a Trump supporter. I voted for him twice, and I would vote for him again. Because I know once he gets in into office what he's gonna do something. He's gonna tighten up that border somehow. Because he's done it before. But when you have and this is the the problem for three, and by the time it's all over, almost damn near four years, where you've just opened up the border completely, and you're letting millions upon millions of people. And I tell you what, this is what I mean when I say you got to watch what happens over the next few months. They very obviously want amnesty. The bad guys, the swamp. They, they want all of these people to be citizens overnight. And I know sometimes people poo-poo this theory that it's this open border thing is it, it, it's... It's really all about the votes, and they really do believe that if you give these people a bunch of free stuff and encourage them to come here and get them in here, make them citizens, they're all going to vote Democrat. The idea is that you can flood red states with these people. I mean, it's really that cheap, that you can flood red states with these people and turn the tide politically in states you need to win to, to maintain power at the executive level. It's sick. <laughs> it's sick because... That's all they care about. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't care about the human wreckage that comes with it. And that's who your elected officials are. That's who your leadership is here in here in America. This is another, something else I say all the time. And you probably get sick of me saying it, but the biggest enemy facing America right now is its own government. But what do you do with millions of people who are suddenly in this country? You can't send them all back. You know, it's, 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 it is already, in other words, the evil plot has already worked to a certain extent in causing damage to what America is and always has been. And is it irreparable? Do we walk away from this? Do we turn it around? I don't know. My gut instinct is, well, no, you can't. <laughs> the damage has already been done. But <laughs> doesn't mean I still don't want Donald Trump in the freaking Oval Office because I know at least he'll he'll stem the tide. He'll he'll you know stop the hemorrhaging, if you will, of, of the border. But uh, yeah, you you look at these th- these drone shots now, and that's I think the thing that really takes my breath away is it's getting worse. The the deeper into the political season we get, the more people are pouring over the border, and I think it's all intentional. And and if it's intentional. To achieve something politically in this country, and even something economic, you know, it, we we know that the the overall plot, right, is to bring America to its knees so we can rebuild in the uh, in the ash heap of what we used to be, this new great state, you know, 
that's more globally connected. Fascism is what I call it. In order to achieve that, you 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 can't have the free market system rocking and rolling in in, in this country, and so you got to you got to tank that. And massive illegal immigration is a great way, does a bang up job of screwing up the economy on many different levels. So it's sick, it's weird, it's perverse, it's hypocritical at best, and uh, it ain't going to end anytime soon. 210-599-5555. We'll have a look at your AccuWeather forecast coming up next. It's Sean and Fortray on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> 17 minutes after 6 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, minutes after 6. So I was just looking over a, a, a op-ed piece in something called Polygon. I don't even know what the hell that is. It just showed up on my news source, or my news feed. And it's talking about superhero movies. You know, they put out a new Aquaman movie. I'm so sick of that Jason Momoa guy, that Jason Mimosa, whatever the hell his name is. Okay, why are you, why are you sick, sick of him? him? I'm just saying he's everywhere. He's I'm a cool dude. He would be a buddy with us. I don't care. I'm sick of him. Is it because of his hair? Now, well, he's got beautiful hair, and I don't anymore, and that bothers me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I just don't want to let it go, man. I can't grow my hair long anymore. I, mean, my, I have to grow my hair long because I'm doing this film. But, but I can't do it. I look ridiculous. And you're over Jason Momoa. And I'm sick of him swinging his beautiful freaking hair around. It really is. For nice. a while there, he was everywhere with his shirt off, doing his little Hawaiian dance where he grunts and stuff. The haka? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're, you're culturally really wrong. I don't care. Okay, go ahead. I know. I'm just sick of that guy. And and the new Aquaman movie is tanking really badly. The last few superhero movies, and that's what this article is about. The last few superhero movies have kind of sputtered out. The new one with Brie Lawson didn't do well, but no, she's nobody likes her. Man, she's just unpleasant. Yeah. The last several Marvel and DC. Like, The Flash really tanked, and that was with Michael Keaton as Batman. And the article is, you know, people aren't sick of superhero movies. They're sick of bad superhero movies. Like, Marvel is trying to squeeze just one more big series out of this whole thing with this multiverse crap. I believe, you know, that they the, the superhero era was a great era for I, I i disagree with a lot of people who are snobs about this i i think they're great the marvel movies especially were great movies and that whole plot arc of the avengers was i thought phenomenal it was very well acted very well written but it had a very natural ending to it and now they're just trying to you know pump some more content out of it and i think i think the superhero movie had its moment and i think it's over well, you got to remember, this Aquaman movie was without Amber Heard. She oh, was that in just the killed the franchise, not having her in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was newsworthy for a while. <laughs> she was newsworthy for crapping in Depp's bed, man. I mean, that's what she's oh, known yeah, for. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, my bad. Chick took a crap in Johnny Depp's bed. That's what she's famous for. Not her Shakespearean actor acting skills. I think people, I, I, you can only get away with something for so long, and and if it's as long as it's good, I get it. But the 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 superhero movies are just kind of fizzling out, you know. And I think it's a very natural. They've been at this since what Iron Man came out. 
Wouldn't, you, wouldn't we all agree that the first Robert Downey Jr. movie kind of kicked off this whole cycle of superhero movies uh, where, where it became such a cultural phenomenon? I mean, there was a point where the cast of the Avengers movies, and that's, you know, all of them and, and you know, all the individual movies, they were like the freaking Beatles. They'd show up on The Tonight Show and they'd get interviewed together. The Marvel th- Avengers thing was great. I just think it's a little played out now. And I think also because of Disney, you're you're seeing a lot of woke crap showing up in these things, which you really didn't see in the in the others when they were really you know the the hot thing. And I think people are just bored of them. I think they're you know you can only it's 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 a niche genre. I just said niche genre. Oh come on, what's I'm so pretentious. We've dropped niche uh, twice. That's in right. The first hour and twenty. We minutes. need to drop the word genre at some point. So remember in music radio. Uh, they used to test all the songs, right? right. And they had burn factor, yeah. which was people heard it too much. Right. Same thing with Marvel. Their their movies come out too close together. And, and There's a burn factor, and the writing's not as good. And no. You can see the stretch that the studio is like, okay, we can, like you said, milk it for They're one trying more. to milk it to the last drop, and the storylines are stupid. They're incredibly convoluted to make it work, you know? Well, no, this is Loki in a different reality. Oh, okay. I'm multiversed out, you know, is what I'm saying. And I think, it, it, look at what look at the movies that are doing very well. You know, they, they, they tend to be, I'm noticing you're seeing more movies released that are just about ordinary people living their ordinary lives. You know what I mean? Again, I keep going back to Hallmark's doing, like, you know, making money like gangbusters. People just watching honkies falling in love in the mountains. I think people are just superheroed out. You know, I really do, and I—that's a very natural thing. But that you know, for a while, that's all they were making. Oh sure. Oh well, yeah, they were great. Every weekend, it was a new one. But it, it but as long, especially the more I don't think the DC movies were ever any very good. I mean, the, they really kind of sucked. The last good DC movies, well, that Batman with uh, Pattinson was pretty good. Yeah. And the Christian Bale movies were great. Yeah, I did like those. But the DC movies since then have kind of you know been meh. But the yeah. the 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 Marvel franchise that was an amazing run of movies. And and people like Scorsese that are talking crap about the Marvel movies and superhero movies. You look at those Marvel flicks that were all kind of connected around that singular plot line. And the acting was gr- they were all great actors. Kenneth Branagh d- directed Thor. Who is Kenneth Branagh? He's normally doing Shakespeare and, and Agatha Christie movies. You had actors like Anthony Hopkins that were involved. You had a lot of really, really top shelf actors in these things. Robert Downey Jr. is an Oscar winner. They were very well written, and they were very. The dialogue was very crisp. There was a lot of character development. I mean, people were really invested in the characters. They were really great movies, and they really brought a lot of people back to the movie theater. But it ha- it's had its moment. I grew up reading comic books. That's all I read, you know. And I and I I'm bored of them. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm, I'm sick of them. <laughs> well, it seemed to me like the the longer you know, the more they went on making these, they got longer. They went from being you know ninety minutes, an hour forty five minutes to about two and a half hours. Right, you got to set up a tent. Ninety so. minutes of that was this over the top CGI fight yeah. scene, one after another that you couldn't follow. It just it gets it gets it gets tedious after a while and, yeah. and exhausting almost.
And, and Scorsese says he's got a problem with him. Oh, he all the big but, highbrow directors think don't think very much of the superhero movies. Wow, and says, I think they're great flicks. Says the director that cast Leo DiCaprio and everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> DiCaprio is Howard Hughes, really, Marty. Uh, I, you know, I, I, but it's it's had its moment. It's had its time, and I just think it's kind of played out. And it just seems like the movies that people are really kind of glomming onto are movies that are more centered around just normal, ordinary, non-flying human beings right. who are only in one universe at a time. Yeah, you know, because there was a time where you would have one type of movie type like that. You know, the big summer blockbuster, over-the-top movie. Oh, sure. And then it was like one after another every other weekend. It got yeah. I mean, they really yeah. started pumping them out. Then they had the TV shows on top of that, and you had to watch the TV show. Once the uh, it, seriously, once Endgame wrapped, and then it went into all this additional multiverse crap. That's when I got tired of it. And also, when the Scarlet Witch lost her sexy Russian accent, I was kind of done too. <laughs> What's that chick's name? That's one of those. She's Scarlett Johansson. No, well, yeah, the, getting her in leather was a feat. Black Widow. That oh boy, yeah, you know, I loved all those movies, man. But no, the uh, the actress uh, blonde, her, her sisters are the Olsen twins. Oh, Elizabeth. Well, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she plays this character, and she's she's just hot. She's just so sexy and hot, and she can do things magically. And she had the sexy Russian accent throughout the Marvel movies, and they put her in the damn TV show. And I guess they weren't paying her paying her enough, so she dropped the Russian accent. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm cutting you guys loose. Here's Brad. Brad, how are you? We're just totally nerding out here, man. What's going on? Well, you know, uh, it's funny you should say that because I figure that, uh, well, I was really going to call about illegal immigration. I'll get a, I'll circle back to that topic here. Okay, Jen Psaki. You don't mind me circling back. Sure. With, uh, with the movies, you know, Somebody's pointed out that most of the movies today we have are geared and made and pitched at 12 to 13-year-old boys. And these are the top dudes that grow up. And later on, they're going to Comic-Con conferences and getting their picture taken beside, you know, uh, Bill Shatner or whoever, you know. uh, And so that's a lucrative field. And it's all about getting butts in the seats and and ticket sales at the front desk. So we're not going to see a lot of, you know, young people lining up for it. I don't know, a Swedish Ingmar Bergman art. Well, I don't know, though. But, I mean, you you, you actually, they poll young people, and what they say is they want to see more movies about friendships. They want to see more down-to-earth, ordinary-life movies. I would would love to see a lot of the, uh, the, the great, you know, the golden age of Hollywood when it was, you know, uh, uh, you know, human interest stories, Frank Capra. I would love to see all those updated and and brought into modern times. And you're right. I guess if it's a, you got a generation of kids that are stuck, uh, you know, in a dark room with a tablet, and yeah, they want to watch movies about people being friends. <laughs> they want to see people having relationships and yeah. marriages and, and girlfriend, I, boyfriend, and stuff. But, I, I got to run. I'm just I'm low on time. I, I just I think you're going to see that pendulum swing, which very often culture in, in culture this happens where you. The culture obsesses on one thing for a while, it does very well, then it swings towards almost its polar opposite. And you seem to be seeing uh, nowadays many more smaller movies uh, doing very well. So I don't know. I, then again, I could be wrong. Maybe people just still want to see crap blow up. 210 599 5555 at Sean on Newstalk 550. 
KTSA. Yeah, we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep coming back to this, you know, throughout the gig. I'll be here till 11. It's New Year's Eve on Sunday. What are you doing? You doing anything big? You going to go out and party? You going to do some beer bongs? You going to suck down some champagne? Or are you going to do what I'm going to do, which is stay home, sit in my recliner, have some sparkling cider at midnight? <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I can't stand most things coming out of New York, but I normally just kind of watch the New York thing. Watch the ball drop. I'm kind of, aren't you kind of worried? Because we've had a lot of things in uh, uh, in New York, uh, in, in uh, Times Square, where you've had a lot of these pro-Palestinian protests that have turned violent here and there. Boy, New Year's Eve would be a biggie, right? <laughs> Just saying. Just, I'm not trying to freak people out. I'm not trying to be depressing, but man, you got a lot of people downtown. <laughs> on New Year's Eve in uh, in Times Square. I mean, it's packed to the... I've never been. I've only been to New York, uh, New York once, and I was there for about a week in 1990, uh, back when Giuliani was still running things. And that's my only experience of New York. And I, I found the city exhausting. And I, you know, I've spent a lot of time in certain some cities, spent a lot of time in Baltimore, spent a lot of time in D.C., Denver, Philadelphia, you know. Uh, but uh, New York, I found it exhausting. It's, I mean, it's, there's truly crap going on. People are on the streets, you know, 24-7. And you know this if you've been out there. What got me about New York City is just how claustrophobic I felt. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're in the heart of the city, and you can only see the sky by looking up, and the sky is like a little ribbon passing between the skyscrapers i remember we stayed uh, with a, my then girlfriend's friend who had you know i guess at that point what was considered a pretty decent apartment and it was a crummy little like one bedroom apartment way up in some like apartment building and i just felt claustrophobic the whole time i was there i'd like to go back just one more time and see ground zero i haven't i'd like to visit ground zero one of my big regrets about, you know, not when I went to New York, I went up into the crown of the Statue of Liberty, but I never, I wanted to go up into the Twin Towers. Because I'd grown up with a King Kong movie. <laughs> and so I just really wanted to go up in, into the towers, and we didn't end up doing that. And of course, now, you know, obviously, that's not possible. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, New York, you know, I, the, Eric Adams, again, is screaming about federal money for all the migrants, he, all the irregular migrants he has piling up in New York. That's the real crisis. Not all these border towns being destroyed, but, man, we got to take care of New York. It's New York. And New York is also uh, one of those cities, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, that uh, since the October 7th attacks, you've seen a lot of this pro-Hamas crap. And, yeah, I call it pro-Hamas because that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying, I don't know if I'd want to be down, you know, in Times Square this particular New Year's Eve. These people tried to screw up the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. 
You don't think they're going to be trying stuff on New Year's freaking Eve, man? So yeah, we'll see what happens. I pray nothing does, but but no, that'll that'll be my uh, big New Year's. Uh, we're having. Uh, let's see the uh, girlfriend's uh, girlfriend. The uh, the daughter's boyfriend is coming up from Houston. Couple of other, a couple of other family members. I got James. I got one family member who's bringing pizza. You know they're invited. Hey, I'll bring pizza. Are you come right over? Okay. Uh, what kind of pizza? Which is it? Specialty? Is, I don't care. As long as it's, there's lots of it. Lots of pizza. We're gonna. My wife is gonna make some jalapeno poppers. We're gonna get some sparkling cider. Okay. The youngins will get trashed, of course. But I'm just gonna be drinking <laughs> sparkling cider. <laughs> The youngins are the well, no, the, 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 well, he says youngins, no, but they're 30. They're, they're yeah, all pushing all right. 30. No, the, the, son, the son will come out of the bedroom and stop playing video games for about 10 minutes while, the, while it strikes midnight and to watch the fireworks. And he'll go back to playing video games. And all the other youngins will just get trashed. Right. My wife and I will be in bed around 12, 15, <laughs> watching forensic <laughs> files, you know, in the dark. You guys got any plans? You guys doing any, anybody doing anything different? Or? All right. No. I told, I told <laughs> I you, so. I told you, Sean, I might go play a gig in the Grand. Oh, right, yes. And I say that, but then odds are I'm not going to. Yeah. It's so late. But here's the the kind of fun thing. What uh, New Braunfels, um They stop serving at midnight. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's no alcohol sales after midnight. Really? So they do. New Year's Eve in New Braunfels at 11 p.m. <laughs> so they can still drink. Yes, and so th- they do it on the East Coast time, so at 11 p.m. is the countdown in oh, New Braunfels. Oh, wow. And then you go on, and then we can still drink afterwards, because if you sit around, then it's last call at midnight, right? Oh. Central Standard Time, and then you have to go home. So maybe I will, but odds are I'll probably be in bed <laughs> 10 p.m. So they stop serving at midnight? In New Braunfels, I yes. never, I've never wow. been drunk in New Braunfels man. past midnight, so I didn't know. Welcome to, welcome to Squaresville. Come on, man. <laughs> Squaresville. Well, it's, I think it's also why a lot of musicians live in New Braunfels, is it makes them go home at a decent hour. <laughs> <laughs> One way or the other. Yeah. The bar tab ends at midnight, man. So you Gig's either... over. Yeah, Gig's you, over. You finish uh, in New Braunfels at midnight, and you either Damn. go south to San Antonio or go north uh, to San Marcos, and then you can continue drinking. Right. So you can do two New Year's Eves if you want to. Because nothing says wisdom like getting tanked in New Braunfels and stopping at midnight than driving to San Antonio to drink more. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> or, or San Marcos. <laughs> Our cycle of drive. Yeah. I'm not long, done yet. It's true. It's kind of a long drive for a pub crawl, though. <laughs> That's Man. why you should go south, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, because Long Shots is the closest bar long from shots. New Braunfels on 35. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss going to bars at all, man. I know the closest bar. I, you know yes, the closest I bar. Know, I know, I know. I've been to Long Shots once, oh, and there, wow. were these, there was these four women just coming to fisticuffs off the parking lot. Wow. Were they lesbians? I don't even know what they were fighting about, but I did stop to watch for about five minutes. I'll tell so. you what they're fighting about is probably a military dude, because that's yeah. usually oh what God. happens around that area. They, oh, they're fighting man. over a, a flyboy, one of the Air Force Oh, wow. Guys. Man. A cheek well, fight. Jimmy, you ought to stop wearing scrubs and start wearing a flight suit. <laughs> Come on. Apparently no. that's what the action is. Yeah, but it messes with my celibacy, so I can't do it. <laughs> messes with your celibacy. <laughs> Did you just say that on the air? Messes oh, with God, your celibacy. On. You it's, don't want to mess up your... 
Okay, Morrissey, you don't want to mess up your celibacy? Hey, man, it's a day-to-day deal with sobriety, correct? <laughs> it's a day-to-day deal with celibacy. You have to work at it. You can't just half-ass it. Both will ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> Point? Rima, he's got two points today. He's on a roll. Whew, uh... He's all jacked up about that free pizza and sparkling cider tomorrow night. Come well, on. you know, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't miss the freaking New Year's Day hangovers that I used to shoulder, you know, for many decades, you know. And actually, remembering New Year's Eve is kind of cool. But, <coughs> you know, you take the party aspect out of it, and it's like, okay, baby, it's 12.15. What do you say we unroll the heating pads in the bedroom and... <laughs> Toss on some episodes of Guy Fieri and Who the Bleep Did I Marry? You know, what do you think? Put on some ID network, bring in the new year. Is anybody thrilled about New Year's this year also? Because I'm kind of getting the feeling that it's, you know, 2023 kind of sucked. You know, you saw a lot of that last week for Christmas. Nobody seemed to be too excited about it except for kids. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't into it. And and then this year you see a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to put on my pajamas and stay home. Well, yeah, because what do we have to look forward to in 2023? America going further down the toilet? You know, that's great. And it's an election year. And it's an election yeah. year. Oh, God. Right. Yeah, no, next year's going to suck. I think everybody's just going to fast-forwarding through New Year's Eve this year. Nobody can afford to do anything, can really. Can we skip the commercials <laughs> of 2024 and just knock this one out? Can just we binge 2024? Binge 2024 yeah. and get it all get it over all done in, one, in the first month. Get it all over in one weekend, man, like yeah. watching Breaking Bad or something. Could do that. No complaints here. Buckle your seatbelts. All right, two uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll have a look at your Accu weather forecast coming up next. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Yeah, whatever you want to talk about, give us a call. <laughs> you know, especially today, it's a holiday. Basically, I I, I wore my jammies. To, I actually wore my jam my actual jammies to work today. I actually told my wife last night I'm going to wear my jammies to work tomorrow. There won't be anybody there. She's like, don't you normally? I'm like, no, I don't normally wear my actual jammy pants, the stuff that I actually wear to bed. But tomorrow I'm going to, just to do it. You and I are the only two people in the whole building. We're it. That's right? it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else. We could be naked. No, let's not go there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in my actual jammies, and uh, and we'll keep going through the news <laughs> over the next couple of hours. You guys think I'm kidding. No, this is what I slept in. I just wanted, I to, be, wanted to be very low maintenance, <laughs> low maintenance this morning. The only reason no maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> You're like no maintenance. Well, today I'm no <laughs> Today whatever shreds of ma- you know maintenance that I maintain through, throughout my professional life, I just swept away and just said screw right. it, let's go to work in our jammies. Now, personally, you are a lot of maintenance. I, I am right. Yes. Oh, yeah. you're very From an emotional high, standpoint. You're high. Oh, you're high. Yeah. Ma- you're like Mount Everest maintenance. Are you serious? My wife says that same crap. You, you, you really? I'm high maintenance. Yes. Am I? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Very needy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what do you mean by that? You mean I'm high maintenance? I'm not high maintenance. Why'd I, you say that? I want little Why? little cans of beans. I don't want the tails on my shrimp. Those, hey, those I, are my chicken wings. I know what I like, yeah. man. I, I know what I like. I want my tails peeled on my shrimp. <laughs> okay. I just want a little can of beans. I don't ask for much. Good. I just want to eat chocolate and Twinkies for dinner. <laughs> Is it cool if I stand here in the frozen dinner section? <laughs> I, just want a little t- I actually did that the other day. The other, the other night. 
<laughs> I just want a little TV dinner. I gotta go to bed at seven. I just want a little TV dinner. Just gotta get a little TV dinner for myself. Can a brother get a PB and J with his pizza? What's going on? Just gotta get a little. Just gotta get a little TV dinner. Look at this one. It's it's uh, butter chicken. It's Indian. I'm gonna get me a little butter chicken TV dinner and just eat that when I get home because I have to go to bed early. Oh, it's like go ahead, fine. I don't care. <laughs> it's just stinky little tiny white man. You know, a TV dinner with the fancy rice in it. You know, I don't care anymore. Take your jasmine rice and saffron. <laughs> Take your sauce. bastard rice. <laughs> it's pastrami, <laughs> baby. It's it's pastrami. <laughs> Go ahead, I, eat that little I, brownie in the corner I, first. I, I don't care. I make my situation even worse by correcting her pronunciation of pastrami rice. <laughs> it's pastrami, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to chop that pastami <laughs> right up. You know. One by one. <laughs> <laughs> Not by the handful. One, one by one. At a time. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to stop halfway through for a sweet tea. <laughs> Do you all have any culinary traditions for New Year's? Because no. you've heard about those. We we both looked at cans of black-eyed peas and said no, or black-eyed, what are those called? Yeah, black-eyed peas. Black-eyed people peas, eat right. those on New Don't you people up there in Maine eat, like, black-eyed peas and the cabbage and crap, you know, on New Year's? No, we, you know what? I, we never did. I never did that until I moved in with my wife. Oh, really? Who's from, who's from Texas. So, you know, and, and of yeah. course, every year it's the, the black-eyed peas and, and cabbage and whatever Yeesh. else she, she makes. So, why, do, why do people want to eat unpleasant stuff on New Year's Eve? Right, uh, the tradition, and it's supposed to be good luck, but it is a, a thing that uh, my one of my best friends, his uh, mom, who has since passed, right. would call us from you know high school through college, past college, to come over and have the black eyed peas on New Year's Day, right? And we always just did because she's like another mom, and right, just say right. yes, but that was it. Uh, Black-eyed peas and cabbage. That was the only ones I remember. My only tradition, really, for New Year's Eve was pretty much liquor. I, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> now you see, I, I didn't uh, when I first moved to Texas. I didn't know that all of that food was supposed to be for good luck. I thought it was a hangover cure. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> most times was. We're not going to have no stinking black-eyed peas. I'm going to make lucky jalapeno poppers. They're lucky. Right out of the fridge. They're lucky if you don't get an ulcer from eating too many. <laughs> <laughs> if hangover cures were lucky food, Mexicans would be so rich because of right? the amount of menudo that we eat menudo. when we're hungover. Ugh. Oh, man. Ugh. I can't be in the same room with menudo. Yeah. That's where the true Caucasian in me comes out. That's where my gringo shows. I get around a you know, you know a, a, a Bucket of menudo, and I just got to leave the room, man. But a typical something about that smell. A typical Mexican party or whatever usually ends up around one in the morning, <laughs> two in the morning, right. with abuelita bringing out some caldo, <laughs> so that everyone will have something in their stomach, so they're not so hungover the next. Well, day. caldo, I love, man. Caldo, yeah. I don't need it anymore. But caldo used to be my go-to hangover food. I mean, that's you know. Yeah. Now that's. That's how it typically Menudo, ends. smelling Menudo made me want to drink so that I, I wouldn't be able to smell it at some point. I want to be passed out before they start serving that crap. Come on. I love you, San Antonio, but that Menudo crap is gross. And I don't do intestines either. No. Yeah, we're just killing time. Uh, 210 <laughs>
Have you ever had a Scrapple taco? Scrapple is great. No, it's not because you're scrapple. a Yankee. We don't do scrapple. Scrapple is delicious, man. Okay. Scrapple con queso. Okay. <laughs> you could. Why not? I'd put Scrapple in queso. Scrapple is brilliant. Scrapple is delicious. It ain't spam, okay? It's got flavor. It's got mood. I'm just saying. It's got mood. <laughs> a mood of discomfort after you eat too much. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a mood, all right. <laughs> I grew up eating Scrapple. I'll eat out there in Baltimore, you know, sitting on our stoops. We just chowed down on the on Scrapple. I'll eat, especially on Sundays. Uh, here's uh, Alex. Alex, we're just screwing off. What's on your brain? <laughs> Same here. Um, <laughs> Rock at least on. I'm being honest. At least I'm being honest. Rock on. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, meat jalapenos, uh, jalapeno poppers last night. That was pretty pretty interesting. I love jalapeno poppers. Sat out, sat outside, warmed up some uh, vegetarian, uh, what do you call them, tamales and some jalapeno poppers. Rock on, man. Heck yeah. And, uh, man, I've been waiting at this table at uh, El Chaparral since, uh, like, September, starving. When are we going to get together and uh, share a meal, brother? Oh, yeah. You want to <laughs> hook up at El Chaparral. I, we'll uh, we'll try well, to I, do that next the next, you know, few weeks or what have you. We can, we can actually skip the Mexican food and just share a walk. It's probably a lot healthier. <laughs> a walk? Like oh, walk man, somewhere? Nah, he, he's not going to show up now. How dare you <laughs> suggest? <laughs> okay, okay. I what about, physically what about exert pizza? myself. You like pizza? Yeah, you I like pizza. pizza. Yeah, all right, we'll figure something out. All right, we will. All right. All hey, right. Uh, also real quick, uh, James, good, good, good on you for the uh, celibacy on rebuilding your cerebral fluid, your spinal. Oh my bone. god! <laughs> Take care. Oh, all right, man. <laughs> Alex, Alex is too smart for me. Either that or he's on LSD. It's one of the two. Well, then he right. has he has better drugs than me. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that right where it is. Jaime. Hey, man. Good morning. What's going on? Oh. Uh, so, one tradition I used to have was um, get dirt face. I mean, big time drunk. Drive no. to uh, Rocky's Taco House in the middle of the night. And oh, excellent! Five, about two or three in the morning. Eat um, eat menudo with the extra crispy tripas, man. That was like, oh god, menudo and oh, intestines. Man, no, Dude, man. Uh, I mean, no. The, extra, the crispy like, extra crispy intestines. No. Yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah, half the time, I wouldn't even know what I was eating, but yeah. Apparently not. Yeah, right. Thank you. I don't do trebus. Okay, I'm one of those rare individuals who's actually seen his own intestines, so I, you know, I did see that looking back at me on a plate. No, man. No tripas. It turned you off of that, didn't it? Well, yeah, when you see your own innards, you don't want to eat the innards of other animals. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, uh, apparently Jaime has better drugs than I do, too. Apparently. Because he just eats whatever is put in front of him. Uh, you people are smoking. Right. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.